0: Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes, an evolved perspective on life with dogs.
1: Well, it's all right, Riding around in the breeze. well, it's all right, if you live the life
2: you please, well, it's all
0: right. Welcome to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Great to be here today on Valentine's Day, a fine day to take your dog for a walk. Celebrating love and dogs today. What a great subject, Eric! Ha- Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's to you and Thank you. Uh, yeah, it, we all have a lot of love for our dogs and our human friends out there as well. So they're all right it's too. It's good I to guess. combine the two things. Yeah, right so, <laughs> for a Valentine's Day show. Well, we're celebrating dogs and love today, coming from a few different angles. We're going to be starting the conversation with Lee Isaacson, who is with us via Skype. Currently in New York, and she is the co founder of a dating app for dog lovers called Dig. And you can find it in your app store. So let's start chatting with Lee. Lee, are you there? I am. Hi. Hi. So, a dating app. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being here on Valentine's Day to talk about your dating app for dog lovers. So, yes,
1: dig the dog person's dating app on Valentine's Day. So happy to be here. Uh,
0: okay, so, so this goes beyond just, I love dogs and so do you. So that's the first thing we need to, you know, clear. Because for me, I know that would be like, let's not even bother going out on a first date if you don't like dogs
1: exactly you have to cut to the chase right from the start and know that the person you're dating if you have a dog that they could love your dog as much as you do Uh, and if you guys don't have a dog yet that you're going to want to get one in the future uh it's not something you want to find out later that uh this person's not dog friendly let's say so how Uh, is
0: how is that set up then is it just assumed then that um if somebody's on there that they therefore must love dogs
1: Yes, we're not expecting a lot of people to get onto the dog person's dating app who don't love dogs. A lot of other apps um, like Match.com, for example, you can check off whether you own a dog. It's somewhere around the area of checking off if you have an exotic pet or a horse. You know, it's just one of this giant checklist options. This is really a community of people who love dogs and have dogs. So as soon as you sign in, you know, you put in whether you have a dog, pictures of your dog. Uh, and if you're looking for someone with a dog or without a dog, um, Mm -hmm. like I said, you know, not all dogs get along. Uh, so some, somebody might need to find someone who can just join their pack that they already have at their house. Um, and you know, some dogs don't get along with different sizes. Uh, I have a German short haired pointer and if I met someone with a small dog, that dog would be exhausted from being chased around all day. So we know that there's so much more to compatibility for dog people, uh, than just that little Mm checkbox. If the
0: dogs are compatible, then we may very well likely be compatible.
1: Yes, yeah. exactly.
0: So you you started this with your sister, right?
1: Yes. Yep. It's me and my sister. Um, she does all the design work for the app and everything uh, you see for marketing. Uh, and she's so talented, and uh, we've just been so happy to be able to work together on a on a new business.
0: So, how did this idea? Like, how did you was the did this arise out of a need? between the two like you know sh- oh
1: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're we're not alone we know that but it really started for my sister she um was dating someone and i have to preface this with she has a cavapoo a king charles cavalier poodle mix mm-hmm. it looks more like a teddy bear right like there, there's nobody in the world that's going to look at this dog and not like it um except the one person that she found who she was dating. Uh Uh, They just, yeah, you know, he just wasn't a dog person. Mm -hmm. Um, And he didn't want the dog on the couch. And it was uh, always a little contentious. Um, You know, the the relationship ended, but that conversation, you know, she's really not alone in that. So many people have those stories, either that, you know, they wish they just knew from the start that it wasn't going to work because of the dogs, or on dating apps now, a lot of guys especially are holding dogs that aren't theirs. So you think that they're a dog person and they're not. They're just trying to get the likes because that would definitely work on me. Mm -hmm. So, um, we've, we've heard a lot of stories from people and that's what led us to, to create this. Mm.
0: Uh, so have you found that there are more women than men who are on this or is it pretty, pretty equal?
1: From the beginning, we've had a lot more women, but I figured as soon as we started telling the guys that, I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if they came out to find it. Uh, We've had a few launch events, and the events have been um, pretty even. It's just, you know, who we're reaching out to online. Um, There's a lot more women following, you know, famous dogs and things that are helping us get the word out about the event. So right uh, right now, lots of women on it. So tell all the guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, great place to meet women. Because they're all on—they're uh, all on the the dig dog dating app.
1: Yes, and they're waiting.
0: And they're waiting for you with their dogs. <laughs> now, the, now yeah, they may
1: not—they
0: may not necessarily have a dog, though. Correct. So, so if, would somebody go on there? Because so, what if somebody has a dog, loves dogs, their dog is a huge part of their life. Dogs in general are a huge part of their life, but their dog, like you mentioned earlier maybe doesn't get along with other dogs, like really doesn't get along with other dogs. And so that person wants somebody who is into dogs, but doesn't have another dog.
1: Exactly. Uh, so you're actually describing the story of my mom. She has two Bavarian bloodhounds um, that kind of started their, their brothers, and they will never get along with the other with another dog. And she lives in Boston, and she has to run them in the snow in three degrees, and they slobber, and there's hair everywhere. So she needs a real dog person, but they can't have a dog. And that's exactly why we built this. Um, You can search for someone with a dog or without. Uh, A lot of people just want to date someone with a dog. So you've got the other side where people maybe can't have a dog in their small apartment right now, or they travel a lot. Mm. Um, I've actually talked to a bunch of uh, military guys uh, and and Navy pilots down in Pensacola right. say, you know, we, we travel all the time. It'd be great to be dating someone with a dog. And they're the, you know, primary responsibility of, of having the dog, but we get that added benefit. So right. this is definitely a community for both.
0: Get the dog fix. Yes. Well, and that brings up another thing too, like about different types of dogs. Like some people like the, the smushed in faces. Some people... Don't mind a big drooly, you know, bloodhound or, you know, Newfoundland or, you know, messy drinker or whatever, you know, like there's like when you get into and I don't know if you've, you know, found this out yet. But when you get into like the dog world, like people, it gets real specific too. like people, if they really love a certain breed, like they're really into it or a certain type of dog, they're really into it, you know. So there's so much, so much there. Um, Exactly. How long is it? Mm
1: -hmm. Go ahead. Um, You've got people who think they're extreme dog people who, you know, are part of a, chihuahua walking group in New York City and you've got people who think they're they're big dog people who are hunting with their um, pointers in their labs right so it's it's that idea that we had is that you know it's so much more than just saying you're a dog person or not you need to be able to see the dog so you've got a profile that's uh when you set up your profile you have a carousel of photos of you and then you have a carousel of photos of your dog or dogs Um, And you can, you know, determine whether they're small, medium or large, that kind of thing. So it makes it easy upfront for everyone to know what you're getting into.
0: Mm -hmm. And then I think of like a Brady Bunch situation. Like (laughs) I've got three, you've got two. And we are really, really digging each other. Uh, Now we have to kind of meld the pack, you know, like Brady Bunch style.
1: Yeah, so we do have something that helps with that. So what's really exciting about the app is we've got these added features. So you find someone you want, um, you want to you meet, you want to meet their dogs. We've got a tip or trick of the day push notification that's sponsored by vets and trainers. And the idea behind that was to have things like tips for introducing your dogs to their dogs, should you be meeting mm-hmm. at a dog park, you know, not straight on at each other and running up to each other and putting your face in their face, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. keeping you out of the vet, basically. Uh, and then <laughs> the other part that I love so much is um, we have a dog friendly locations feature. So when you're talking with someone, you can pop up this dog friendly locations feature and it'll, it's geolocated. Uh, so shows you locations near you and you could suggest a dog friendly date idea. So maybe you don't want to invite, you know, strange dogs and strange people into your house right away. You can meet at a mutually, you know, dog friendly date. Um, dog park near you or a bar uh, or brewery or something that allows all the dogs together
2: mm-hmm.
0: so how long have you guys um you're relatively new correct yeah we
1: just launched on the app store february 1st all so right. uh, yeah just a few weeks and it has been incredible
0: cool any uh any matches made in heaven doggy heaven yet
1: in, I got to see a few matches in person because we had our big launch event in Williamsburg, Brooklyn over the weekend. So it was a, fir- a few first dates. Hey, let's go to the dig launch event together. So that was oh, fun. Um, cool. But I'm most looking forward to like the first dig weddings and dog weddings. You know those great <laughs> pictures. So we're not there yet. No, no. Well,
0: <laughs> I mean, two weeks maybe if it, you know. Very. I haven't heard of it yet. <laughs> That's so fun. Gosh, there's so much too, like with you being so, you know, two weeks into your launch and so much that you're going to get to witness and learn and see how things play out and um yes. I almost think you need like a reality show or something following these, <laughs> following these people who are, you know, like I'm so curious.
1: I would love that. I think that's a great idea. We need to pitch that, absolutely. So when you guys
0: <laughs> when you guys have had some more time under your belt and have some stories to share we'll have to have you come back on and give us some some updates some interesting updates of six well
1: you know dog people are so interesting on their own so just put a a bunch together with dogs and it's it's definitely going to be entertaining well
0: and then add romance you know interesting very interesting (laughs) so fun you guys must be having a blast
1: it is really fun. You know, it's just dog pictures and love. Um, well, another part to it, too, is all of our uh, Instagram photos and our marketing campaign features adoptable dogs. So we are uh, working a lot with rescue groups. And it's so fun to see, you know, marketing this type of thing is is so easy because everyone just shares pretty cute pictures of dogs which is what we did all the time too so that's what most of our stuff looks like online too so most people are hearing about us just because oh i saw that dog i know it's for adoption
0: mm-hmm. that's great so it's called dig correct so yes. if somebody's dig. in dig mm-hmm. yeah someone's in the app store what are they looking for
1: You're going to have to search Dig Dog Persons Dating App for a little while. There's actually a ton of Dig games you can play, like Gold Digger (laughs) type games. Yes, so I do suggest searching Dig Dog Persons Dating App, and it should pop up as soon as you write Dig Dog. But um, a few more good reviews on the App Store should push us up uh, and help with that search. But uh, yeah, for now, I would suggest search Dig Dog Persons Dating App on the App Store, and we hope to have Android this summer. Excellent.
0: So, dig dog dating app. Dig dog lovers dating app. <laughs>
1: Just dig dog dating app.
0: Dig dog. Um, <laughs> so, you guys are, you have these, uh, this feature about dog friendly locations and most of what you have up now is New York City, but other cities to follow as you guys move, move through time, Correct.
1: Exactly. What we've been doing is uh, we're planning launch events uh, in each city. As you can imagine, for a dating app, you really have to have a lot of people in one place for it to work. So uh, we have it where anybody all over the country, and we even have people signing in in Germany and and the UK, Mm -hmm. it'll work in terms of matching. But some of those features will just have a little notification saying, sorry, these are a little far from you. But if you know of a dog-friendly business that wants to be on the list, we're happy to add them. So uh, we're just growing as we uh, are working with all of these partners, city mm-hmm. to city.
0: Well, I'm going to, I'm gonna, you know, give you a tip. Seattle is about as dog friendly as it gets. So when you guys you, come out here, let me know. Yes,
1: you are not the first person to say that, as you can imagine. Actually, we were at Westminster yesterday here in uh, New York. The mm. Westminster show is going on and just talking to all the vendors there. And so many people have said Seattle so far. So absolutely it's true.
0: So true. I'm telling you. Yes. And it's just an awesome city, but we are crawling with dogs. So it's a great place to be as a dog dog lover. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And I wish you the best of luck. I think it's a great idea. And I know how important dogs are to us. They're part of the family and that it's definitely a consideration if you're, you know, trying to find somebody to spend your life with and, um, you know, someone who's compatible and, you know, the example that you gave with your sister where the guy she was dating wouldn't let her dog into his house. It's mm. like, how is this going to, how is this going to work? It's not. Um, so, you know, kind of get that, uh, get that base covered before you go further. I think it's a great idea.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah find someone you really dig.
0: That's right. All right. Yeah. So I look forward to hearing some success stories uh, in a few months. And uh, best of luck to you. Thanks again for your time. Thank you. All right. Bye. And that's DigDates.com if you want to find them online. That's their website, and you can search them. If you just search for Dig Dog Dating in the App Store, you should find them easily. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll be talking with Dawn Ford, who's back with us. She's the one of the co-owners of the Seattle Barkery. But she's here today to share another love story. Uh, but this one is about um, her dog, Marvin, who's, who was an old dog haven final refuge dog who recently passed away. And she is here to share his story and her experience with him through his end of life. So get your tissues and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. I
1: love my dog. As much as I love for you, for you may say, my dog will always come
0: true. And now, back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Welcome back to The Dog Show with Julie Forbes. Special Valentine's Day edition of the show today. Always really celebrating love of dogs, because I know that's why I'm here every week. This is episode number 469, I think. And uh we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Welcoming back Don Ford, who was just with us actually like a few months ago, yeah. right? Yeah. Seattle Barkery. Yep. Your mobile dog bakery and you also have a couple locations where your yes. all your goods yeah. are sold.
2: Yes. Yeah. Full time job.
0: Yeah. And uh, so you can find that interview in um, our archives on our website, DogRadioShow.com, and on iTunes as a free podcast and on SoundCloud as well, which is how we post through our Facebook page. So if you're not a fan of The Dog Show with Julie Forbes on Facebook, be sure to find us. And while you're on there, look for The Seattle Barkery as well. So, Dawn. Yes. You just had to say goodbye to one of your dogs. Who- I
2: did, yes. Two two weeks ago today, actually.
0: Mm. And I met Marvin at the Old Dog Haven <laughs> Walk for Old Dogs, actually. Yep. And uh, he really had a, a special presence to
2: him. He did. I think so. Um, he was pretty popular. But then you think, well, that's just my dog. <laughs> but... Um, he did seem to have a a good little fan base. Mm-hmm.
0: He did. He had a he had a presence about him, like he was. So he tell was a us, cool dude. yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. So he was an old dog haven final refuge dog. If you've listened to the show over the years, you know old dog haven. If you're new to us, they are a local uh, amazing rescue organization that's basically a. A strong network of foster homes that gets old dogs out of shelters and into loving homes, regardless of how much time they have left. So in some cases, dogs have days, weeks, months, and in other cases, they end up having years of life left. And they yes. are able to spend those years or days or months Uh, you know, being loved as they deserve and getting their needs met. And Old Dog Haven pays for all the medical expenses of their dogs, which is amazing. They are an amazing organization. OldDogHaven.org. So you were connected with Marvin through Old Dog Haven. Yes. And um, how long did you have him?
2: Um, It it would have been four years this summer. So three and a half years. Um, He was about 12 when we got him um, in July three and a half years ago. He had an old lady owner who passed away, mm. and she will, might have been a little bit of an animal hoarder. She mm. had about eight eight or nine dogs, a dozen cats, mm. some birds. Um, so he wasn't in the best of shape, but he was seemed very well loved. I think, she, to me, I just want to envision a, a little old gal that just took in strays. And I think that is the case. You start feeding one, you get your neighbor leaves, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't say no. I will probably be her. (laughs) Um, But he was. He was blind. He was missing one eye, and he was blind in the eye he had. Uh, He's very interested in cats, so living with a dozen cats, I would assume he might have gotten swiped at some point in his younger days. Mm. Um, So he found himself in the shelter with uh, his sister, who was also a blind Pekinese, um One of his siblings, I guess you could say. And she was real mean to him. Her name was Mary. And she's now called Wicket. So Old Dog Haven took Wicket and Marvin and decided to separate them. They thought that was the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think to him, he kind of hit the jackpot. Like he got a divorce from this <laughs> abu- abusive relationship. And then he found us who like let him do whatever he wanted and Mm -hmm. he was living Mm -hmm. the high life Mm -hmm. so you know we got him a haircut he had a really long thick you know standard Pekingese coat but he was dirty Mm -hmm. he needed teeth out Mm -hmm. um he needed vaccinations but in the cases of old dog haven he was pretty good besides being blind but um and I was new to a blind dog not new to a senior dog um But he didn't care. He learned the layout of our house in a day. We just kind of winged it, I guess, you know, and just let him figure it out. Um, He learned our dog door to go out in the backyard, which is fully fenced, to go potty by himself within a few months. Mm. I mean, he just really loved the freedom and, like, the adventure. He wanted. He learned how to walk on a leash within a few months. Um, So I just kind of feel like he got this whole new lease on life Mm -hmm. and... And he was single, and we were just going for it. So mm-hmm. we didn't feel like him being blind or, quote, unquote, a senior, like, slow him down or made him any different. Like, he was just along with us on every adventure, camping, cabins, beach. And we just made alternative arrangements when need be, you know. If I need to carry him on parts of a hike, I would. Or we'd mm-hmm. get a backpack or a stroller. Right. You know, there's. Yeah. you can always make it work.
0: Mm-hmm. You know it's interesting. I'm uh, in communication right now with a company that makes the Halo collar. Yeah. Because uh, a friend of mine's dog just had his second eye removed today. Oh really? And so he's now blind, and he's also already deaf. And she's nervous about, you know, his how he's how's he gonna get around and yes. and all that stuff. And so, um, they have a whole website for like disabled pets and you know um, carts for the hind end and the halo collar thing I saw a video online of a dog wearing one and I thought that is an amazing idea because then if they're coming up against something they feel it on that halo as opposed to like on their face yeah
2: bumping into something and um you know I have met with Marvin you meet other people with blind dogs and you talk and you know, some people say, oh, I have to carry him out to go to the bathroom and carry him back in. He won't get off his bed. He has no confidence. Well, that just wasn't the case for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvin, you know, bumping into things left and right. He didn't care. If we moved furniture, that was not very cool of us to do. So we tried never to to mm. clutter his map, you know, his guide to the house. Um, Sounds but, like he
0: learned that really fast.
2: I know. And then I thought, is this just what they do? But. Yeah. He was so, he loved us out in the sun. He just, he wasn't like a big snuggler. So he wanted his independence. He didn't want to be babied, even though that's all I wanted to right, do. Right, um, Was carry him around and baby him. But he didn't want that. He was a tough little, we called him a crazy old coot. He was a tough old coot. Yeah. You know, he just, he just was his own, own guy. Yeah. So he had like four different beds around the house <laughs> that he used. And, yeah. um, just yeah.
0: Living the life, really.
2: He really was, you know, we'd go for walks in the neighborhood and like um, we did a block and then we did two blocks and then he wanted to go a different path. And I just kind of let him do what he wanted. And we were up to like three miles and then he'd start running randomly. So then we were running, you know, but I had to guide him. And if I wasn't paying attention, you know, he'd give me like a dirty look. And (laughs) that sounds weird, but he'd like look over his shoulder like. Get it together. What are you doing? So, Uh, um, or if I was looking at my phone or something, which was a big no-no, like it should be all focused on him. Wow. Um, So, yeah, we had a good routine. I really think um, we were just kind of in sync and Mm -hmm. it worked out. You have other dogs? I do. I have two others.
0: Okay. So, um, was his passing a surprise?
2: You know, he's kind of been going downhill, I guess, or aging more progressively, was over the last six months. Um, Kind of some dementia. You know, and I wouldn't know how to explain it, but he almost sometimes just didn't seem to know where he was, even though everything was familiar. Mm -hmm. Or my voice would startle him, even though that would never startle him before. Um, And almost like a blank look, where he was always very expressive. So we'd catch little glimmers of that. And at night, he would... um, Pace and pace and pace and pace mm. and just, you know, do the perimeters of, of the house, which our house is very small, but just do it. And we're like, Marvin, I'm like, settle down. What are you doing? And you're like, you should be exhausted. You had to walk, you had this, that. Hmm. And it was just like confusion almost. So mm. we started um, using Canna Companion.
0: Awesome. I was going to ask.
2: Yeah, at yeah. night. And it would take like 20 minutes. Yeah. And just relax. And he would calm down. Yeah. And you could tell it was stressful. You know, it wasn't that he needed more exercise. It was, I'm confused. You mm-hmm. know, and he would just relax and sleep for the rest of the night. You mm-hmm. know, so we started using that at night. And so
0: CanaCompanionUSA.com is their website. They're locally, um, actually a locally based company, but they're available nationally and yeah. probably internationally. Um, owned by two veterinarians, I interviewed them on the show a couple oh, good. years ago learned a ton about how it works and got a lot of questions answered. And it is amazing. It is the brand that I recommend because they're not all created equally. Yes. Um, Can a companion USA. I, I want like every old dog, especially to, to be on it if they need it. Yeah. Really. If you know, can a companion com or some sort of CBD, something for your old dog, please. It makes a huge difference.
2: It does like just calming him down. Like, and I, I, Dumbly never thought to use it before the groomer, which was a um, stressful experience for him. Mm -hmm. And I did finally like the last like five grooming visits. And she's like, oh, my gosh, what a difference. Mm -hmm. Because she had to kind of rearrange her setup to to groom him because he just wanted to like walk away from the situation right off the table. Mm -hmm. And he would do that. He would just, you know, he'd just suffer the consequences sometimes. And um, but she was like, that made a huge difference. So car rides, grooming. I mean, you know, just normal stress aches and pains Mm -hmm. like he was running after he'd have it like go for little jogs like it just made him more mobile and just happier yeah
0: we had an old dog haven dog lois who is the dog who we were introduced to can a companion we had you know had the need with her and it was actually behavioral and it really really helped bring her comfort and help her relax and she was less edgy yeah um and then, you know, some of our other older dogs are on it and they just take it every day and it just helps them. And we've had so much success. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I just want people to know about it because it yes. helps dogs so much.
2: They also um, now have an in the oil form, yeah. which is what I found was the best. And, you know, because if he could smell it in his food and, oh. you know, getting it and I was just like putting it in butter finally. It's right. like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But the oil, you could just squirt it right in and. Yeah. He was fine. Done. Good. Yeah, good.
0: Okay. So anyway, back to back to your story. So this. So he had been declining. You know, you were noticing the wandering at night. Yeah, and the can, um, can of companion CBD would really help him relax. But you know, as the months progressed, he was just.
2: Yeah, he was just um, like. Now kind of like being more honest with myself, you know, like his spine was kind of curving more. He just kind of looked more sunken in mm. his eyes weren't or his eye wasn't as like bright, even though it was just a little dead marble in there. It just wasn't as like wandering around and like it almost looked like he was looking at you when you talked to him and that you weren't getting that, mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. though he was blind. Mm-hmm. Um He was sleeping more mm-hmm. Um appetite was either. On fire or not at all. And normally he was a pretty good little eater. Um, So, yeah, if you kind of, if only you could just step back and be honest with yourself. Because when it's these slow progressions, which most, I think most people with senior dogs, it doesn't just happen overnight. You know, it's not just technically this out of the blue emergency visit and goodbye. It's over time where you adjust to these changes and you keep adjusting and you keep adjusting and they're just slow and minute. And then he started having a can of companion oil twice a day. And then that kind of became maybe not enough. And, you know, then he's going outside to go potty by himself through the dog door and getting lost in the backyard, mm. you know, and we never kept it open if we weren't home and we have a very tall fence, but, um, <laughs> You know, I would just see him spinning out there lost. Mm -hmm. And so then we didn't have the dog door open any time. And our other two dogs were fine with it. Um, Our schedules are kind of all over the place that one of us seems to always be home or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he would only feel more comfortable in the front yard. And But then if we weren't watching, you know, sometimes he'd sniff and enjoy and sit. And then sometimes he would go out and just start spinning in circles mm-hmm. you know which is you know they say that's kind of a distressed sim like signal for spinning but it just seemed like he was just lost because then i pick like marvin and pick him up and then he'd, be, he'd give me a kiss and just like oh there you are you know like just this happy mm-hmm. easygoing self um so we never really saw him too stressed it was just more of a confusion with dementia mm-hmm. um And he was taking some dementia meds, um, I can't think of the name, that helped for a little bit, but then he had a tooth extracted, and we were on pain meds, and you know, it just, you kind of get lost with all of the things. Mm -hmm. So what
0: happened towards the very end where you were talking with Judith, who's amazing, the founder of Old Dog Haven, and... um, has been through a lot, knows old dogs and all that. Yes. So you got to a point where something must have told you that. I or was it Judith? Who, yeah.
2: Like, um, you know, as you know, with Old Dog Haven, Judith likes kind of an update every month or so just to check in and see how you just send her a quick little email of what's going on and how they're doing. And I always, you know, a picture or what they've been up to or anything strange. And um, she usually is, if you do have a question, she gets back to you like within seconds, it seems, and always has an idea and always, you know, if like you need to go see his vet, which was Dr. Wilson with Edmonds Westgate Veterinary. She's wonderful. And she would say, I think it's this, you know, and I would tell Dr. Wilson this and she's like, Judith is usually right. Yeah. Judith usually knows. And she usually was. So, you know, he had dementia. Um, and as we, you know, are slowly adjusting over these months of, you know, he can't be outside unattended. He can't, you know, he needs to have a can of companion oil now two times a day to kind of maintain it. His happy self, um, his walks are getting shorter, but sometimes long, sometimes short. His appetite's off. Um, But the last week, he was going out to go potty and then coming in and peeing on the floor. Mm. He wouldn't even go, you know, like there was a confusion there. Um, He'd be up in the middle of the night pacing. He would come and wake me up. I could sleep through anything, a hurricane, and his little pitter-patter over to my side of the bed and I knew I had to get up. And so he had started having to go potty in the middle of the night. He'd come and tell me, which I was very appreciative of. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, a few hours later, I thought we'd gone back to bed and, you know, there's diarrhea everywhere. Or, you mm-hmm. know, poop that he's walked through or pee that he's walked through. And that was like two weeks of we're dealing with just kind of incontinence. Mm-hmm. And... um
0: is that a symptom of dementia or is that just system, other systems starting to fail? Do you know?
2: I that? don't actually know. Mm. To me, I just assume more dementia, just more confusion because he seemed if we went outside, he would just kind of stand there sometimes like, why am I out here? You know, mm-hmm. um, and it seemed like a quick decline. But as I look back over, you know, it's a slow decline over a few months time and. Definitely from the walk. That was like a big highlight from the Old Dog Haven walk in July. Um, You know, he's losing his muscle tone a little bit. And he, you know, his legs kind of got a little shake to him. Just maybe elderly, elderly living. But, um, yeah, so I'd let her know because we'd had a couple rough nights like that where I was up with him in the middle of the night. And it sounds like a baby, but... um, And then a few hours later, get a few more hours sleep and then just wake up to like havoc, you know, Mm. and then and then he feels bad. And I mean, we're not scolding him or anything, but you think, oh, my gosh, is something wrong? But um, well, it's
0: stressful. I mean, you know, obviously something's wrong. Yes. When that's happening. Yeah. And you and it's there's just a lot going on when you're in it. Yeah. It's stressful. You're, you know, for so many one you're you're not getting sleep right because you're being woken up a lot which you just do but yeah. you know that's happening you know that your dog is old and he's declining yes. so you are confronted with unless you're in denial with the fact that end of life is probably coming soon yes. Yeah. Soonish, yeah, you know, not years away, probably, right? Right, yeah, you know the, and that's emotionally stressful. Yeah, uh, on you know, regardless of how conscious a person is about it, it's having an impact, and and you don't, you know, you're, oh, you just want to protect your dog and have him feel as good as he can and do what you can for him, but there's only so much you can do, and it, there's a lot going on when you're in it.
2: Yes, yeah, and you know, he would fall. He'd have accidents and fall in it or walk through it. So, you know, it's not only 2 a.m. getting him up, it's getting him in the bathtub, cleaning him up, Mm -hmm. and, you know, then getting him calmed down again, which is maybe another dose of can of companion oil just to get the edge off and Mm -hmm. just get him to just rest, you know? And it's like, gosh, Marvin, you're 15. You should be exhausted, you know? yeah, But you have more energy than my other two, you know? And um, so, yeah, there was... He was showing the signs, you know, but then he'd have a really great day, right? And then you fool yourself and think, "Oh, we're past this. Mm-hmm. And then he'd have a really bad day. and, and it's, it is it's disheartening because you do you do know um, how truthful you are with yourself is always debatable. Um, but yeah, so I had emailed Judith kind of his update, and this was after a particularly rough night. like we we have wood floors that are easy to clean and tile. But uh, we have, like, um, a rug under our coffee table, and that was just completely wiped out. And there was, like, no – I mean, he had fallen in it and smeared it everywhere. So it was – like and it's not a big deal. But that was gone. And it's like, oh, man, like, we can't just keep losing furniture (laughs) and losing our, Mm -hmm. you know, blankets and towels and everything. So I sent her an email and just said, we've had a couple rough days. What do you – this is what's happening I don't want to bring him into the vet because that was now that all of a sudden that was very stressful. He used to be just a dream at the vet. And then over the last year, he just would flip and just super stressed and panting Mm -hmm. and panicking. And I know a lot of dogs are like that anyways, Mm -hmm. but I knew, you know, he was sensitive to things right now. And I didn't want to bring him in there because, A, how are you going to get? A read on him when he's already panicked and mm-hmm. freaking out. And I said, I was going to call Dr. Wilson, but, you know, later today, but here's what's happening. You know, he's losing control and, you know, he's kind of just having highs and lows and we've upped the oil intake and, and I was expecting a response of, well, we could try this or we could try that because she's usually pretty even keel and um, a good sounding board. And she just responded with, it's time. Mm. And I think you know that. And of course, you know, he burst into tears and it's just like, no, like, I take my email back. Never mind. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, you don't know who I am. Um, so she said, Dr. Wilson, you know, we live close to his old dog haven vet, Dr. Wilson. And, you know, she has done house calls before. And I, I would wait till she can do that and make him as comfortable as possible get the next appointment available. So I called, of course, I didn't think I was going to be blubbering on the phone with them, but I'm sure they hear it all the time. And just verbalizing it like it's time is really hard to say. You know, it's really hard to say. And um, they are very sweet. Of course, any um, vet is going to be there. They see it all the time, the highs and lows, and know how to um, handle handle it. And they said, well, she can come. She has tomorrow afternoon free. So this was a Tuesday two weeks ago. And, you know, she has tomorrow afternoon free at one o'clock. So she'll be there around one barring any other upsets in her schedule. So then I think, oh, great, we have a whole day, you know, and Tuesday's kind of a free day for me. And how great. And the sun came out. So we decided to take him to the beach. And then he was just like, the perfect dog. He had the best day sniffing, loving the beach, loving the sun. We got him meatballs. He had strawberry ice cream. He had turkey and cheese. I mean, <laughs> and he was just eating like a maniac, you know, where I hadn't even gotten, like, a full meal down him in quite a while. Mm. And he was just so happy. And then, then you think, well, maybe I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe I'm overreacting about these things. And I had kind of said that to Judith, like, he's had, he had such a great day and, you know, he didn't get me, he slept perfectly through the night and he was just such a, like, just so happy. And she said that she sees it time and time again, um, where you as a person have decided it's time that they feel that and that they're receptive to it and, and they can relax as well. Like in a way, like they've been trying to tell you it's time and you finally got the message. Let's have one last hurrah. And she's like, you know, I'm not surprised to hear that. I'm not surprised to hear that he slept through the night. And I kept getting up because it's like, why hasn't he gotten me up? What am I going to find? Yeah, And he was just all bundled up in his favorite blanket and slept all through the night, which hadn't happened in over six months. Mm. You know, he would always be pacing in the night and moving beds. And then, you know, uh, Wednesday when it was the day, that was the harder day because I did have to go into work for a few hours and then you're just looking at the clock Mm -hmm. and then you just think, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? And so I got home as quickly as I could and had like three hours. And then I'm just like patting my legs and like, Oh, like you just, I don't know. You always, I think I've had, I know I've had three other dogs pass, um, that were kind of a more in the middle of the night. They were older, but like, they just weren't getting better and they're in pain and it's got to be now. You know, it's always like on a Sunday or a Saturday right. night um, or midnight. Right. Um, never when your vet is open. Right. Um, where those decisions were just made. Yeah. And you think, gosh, if we only had one more day to do this or that, I would have loved to have made them their favorite thing. Right. And so we did have that. And I love that. And I love that day. And we took a ton of pictures at the beach and. He kind of kept stepping on this one piece of like driftwood that we took home, and we're gonna carve his name into it. Mm. And it was such a beautiful day, but then that next day is just was horrible. You know, you're just sitting and waiting. The clock is ticking. Yeah. you know. And she was uh had to. She was a little later, and and then my husband was late. He did go to work on our treat truck for a few hours, and came back and you know then I was like <laughs> so I was there by myself and he's just sleeping and and giving me kisses and just we went out in the backyard and he didn't seem lost and it's just like oh this is is this right is this the right thing to do and um but then it couldn't have happened more peacefully like he was just so smiley and rolling around on his humongous bed and you know they give him that first injection that just calms him down and he stretched out and was just like loving all the belly rubs and rolling around and they give him the the lethal dose um right in his ankle and she said he might you know fidget or feel uncomfortable but he and she said it could take up to 15 minutes it was 30 seconds mm. and then she's like he's gone and that was just it mm-hmm. and and You know, of course, that's devastating, but he just seemed so peaceful. He just seemed so ready for it. Mm -hmm. And, of course, I miss him terribly, and she cut off a little bit of his... uh, He had long hair on his tail, so she gave us a little bit of his hair. And um, I went outside. I couldn't, like, watch them take him away. Mm -hmm. But he went with his blanket all wrapped up, and Mm. it couldn't be more beautiful to me like the way it was a beautiful send-off and I just don't think it's ever going to not feel just heart-wrenching you know it's just the worst thing because you love them so much Mm -hmm. and then you also feel like you're god in this scenario like why like what who what do I know you know but then you do know that you you're the mom you know what's up Mm -hmm. you know so it it's part of the job. It's just part of the job, and it's the worst part of the job. I know. <laughs> um, but we did. We I and I just couldn't be at the house after that. It's like I want to go somewhere, and I don't know what to do. And so we went to um, McMiniman's Anderson School in Bothell. They're dog friendly. Mm. And we just checked in, and we had room mm. service and just like a new environment. If I could suggest that to everybody, if you have the time. And um, my husband made the reservation. We were both crying and kind of said, oh, we just had to put our dog down. We just don't want to be home. And they had a bottle of wine waiting for us in the room. Aww. It was very sweet. Yeah. And our two other guys just had a blast, you know, being in a hotel. And, you know, it's very dog friendly there. And um, so it was just kind of a nice thing to just get your mind away yeah. for a sec.
0: Were your other dogs with you? With Marvin?
2: During that the the goodbye time? Yeah uh we actually put them in the bed our bedroom and locked uh-huh. the door i um i didn't know really how that was going to go either cause it's like should i my parents live close but not that close but they would have come and picked him up and i didn't know what was appropriate there mm-hmm. i don't know if it's appropriate for them to see that or not they knew we were upset and then now marvin's not there but my big guy bernie he's a 9-year-old aussie mix was always very sweet with Marvin. And they'd lay in bed together, go on walks together. Um, and he's very sensitive, like, sweet guy. And my little guy, Sherman, was always very jealous of Marvin. Mm-hmm. So he has, after we came home the next day t- from the hotel, he moved his toys onto Marvin's bed. He moved his toys in, into, like, all of his beds, like, staking his claim. Hmm. I mean, what a little vindictive little... <laughs> Jerk, you know, but he he honestly hasn't probably been happier because Marvin got a lot of attention and he's just a jealous little. Jerk, (laughs) but he's cute and we love him, of course, and we'll be devastated when it's his time. But well, um, there is
0: space there that wasn't before. I mean, in in so many ways, you know, I mean, the the energetic presence, the the attention that he took. of yours that you now have to direct towards them. Yeah. Physical space. I mean, there's more, there's two dogs now so, and all the beds you have. So that means more options for everybody else. Yeah. And in some cases it's not better or worse. It just is what it is, you know, yeah. and you see different dogs um, respond to the passing of a pack mate differently. And it yeah. would depend on the dynamic. And if there was tension between them, yes. I mean, I remember when Lois passed, She would. Oh, man. Bitch. She was just I mean, yeah, you know, female dog, you know, they're they can be bitches. And (laughs) we have another telly who I've been talking about is our female cattle dog. And they would they butt heads quite a bit. Not so much as Lois got older. But one thing that Lois would was like a police police about was squeaky toys. So Telly would squeak a toy and then Lois would go over to her and, <laughs> oh, you know, and then Telly being a bitch herself would be like, don't tell me.
2: Yeah. Right.
0: So we were always, oh, you know. Yeah. And then after Lois died, it was like we were all like, oh, every time we'd hear a squeak. Sure. We were expecting Lois to go and yell at whoever was squeaking.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There is this present like because, you know, he'd love to be out in the front yard. And if the door was left open even for a second, he'd be out the front door, you know. And so. We've noticed that, too. Or watching where you step, because sometimes he'd get underfoot. And Mm -hmm. um, I did, luckily, on Tuesday, the the great day, I kind of... He had some specific items, you know, and sweaters and jackets and just a lot of stuff. And I got that up, and on Wednesday morning, uh, where our kitchen is based is inside Dogwood Play Park. And they have a donation bin for the Squeaky Toy. Um, It's a Mm -hmm. nonprofit that helps... Uh, people financially in need kind of keep their pets, Mm. but they take jackets and beds and food and everything. Mm. And so I luckily got that out into the bin early. So it wasn't something I had to do later, um, which has been kind of nice. I kind of demarvified marvified a little bit, but then I also felt guilty for doing that. I mean, you're your own worst enemy. Yeah. You just can't win.
0: <laughs> no. And it just sucks. Like, yeah, there's no way around it. You know, I mean, you try to go do your best through the grief process. Yeah. And it's not something that we're really taught how to navigate in this no. in this culture.
2: Mm-mm. So
0: then you're and then it's a dog. So it's then you get some people we were talking before the show about this. Like some people are told by coworkers or friends who don't get it. You know, why are you upset? It's just a dog. And you're like, yeah. Shut
2: up. Yeah. And, you know, since I'm in the pet field and I don't have like human children, I think most of our circle knows. And everyone was very sweet. We got cards and galore and mm-hmm. um, nice messages and emails. And it was so comforting to know that people loved him, you know, even ones that didn't have, have never met him just thought he was cute. And, yeah. um, But there are some that were like, well, now you can get another old Dog Haven dog. And I just thought, geez.
0: Yeah. Easy. Yeah. (laughs) Like,
2: I I want to give it a little time and just, I don't want to make any quick decisions. And um,
0: is there anything from your experience that you learned? That, you know, I oh, I learned like I know with Telly's thing, I was like, I wish I had taken her temperature earlier. Yeah. And I wanted to say that to everybody, like, listen, if you've got a dog that's sick, at least take their temperature, because that would have probably gotten her into the vet a little bit sooner. Sure. So you're always like kind of looking back and like, oh, if I could have done this or that different, not in a way of beating yourself up, but just like just learning from experience
2: well you know uh dr wilson was saying because uh, marvin with the spinning you know at night and the pacing and it it, it turned from pacing to spinning in a circle and a tighter circle and i mentioned that i i thought i would mentioned that you know to her but when you see your vet and you're under stress you say a lot of stuff i guess but she said well is it always was he always circling in the same way and i said yeah you know yeah it's of course Always to the left, always really tight. And she's like, he probably had a brain tumor. Mm. And so then you think that, that, and not that they would have done anything about it. Right. Or anything could have been done about it. But maybe just noting little things like that better mm-hmm. instead of just, oh, he paces, he goes in circles. You know, if I would have maybe had been more clear mm-hmm. of of what he's actually doing or taken a video and showed her, mm-hmm. um, which I would wish I would have done now. You know, we could have, maybe he would have been on a, I don't know. I don't know if it would have been a different outcome, but it, it makes me feel better to know that if he was in pain, he's not in pain anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he was in pain. I hope not. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope he would have told me clearer, but yeah, what do you do now in hindsight? Right. But yes, being more clear and obvious of, you know what more specific of what's happening mm-hmm. you know cuz i think you want to sugarcoat it too cuz i don't i don't want to believe it
0: yeah well we talked about on our way walking in about uh you see a lot where people wait too long and that yeah. you really feel like um you didn't in this sa- in this case and i mean you know maybe i don't know what you could argue i don't know maybe 2 weeks ago yeah. or whatever but really i mean you you did right by him. You did your best. You had great support and the wisdom of Judith, which would be great if everybody had that yeah. with an old dog, right? Yes, yeah. She should be like an old dog consultant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that you just, you did your best and you you know, ended his suffering when it was clear that he was ready and then he seemed to validate that with, you know, with Judith sharing what she noticed. Yeah. And how, like, once you get there and the dogs almost feel relieved or they're like, oh. Yeah,
2: which I thought was so beautiful in a way. And, you know, I don't, Judith doesn't seem the type to just make up stuff. She's pretty straight to the point. And so for her to say that was very comforting that, you know, once, like, he knew I was hurting and he knew I made that decision. Mm -hmm. But he was he was at peace with that and we're going to have a hell of a day and go out on a high note
0: yeah well thank you for your time we're at the end of the show but uh, just thank you for sharing his story and your experience and I know that there's a lot of people listening now who are grieving their dogs also and we get it and it sucks and you just got to You know, one day at a time and when you're ready to let another dog in your life, then they're there waiting for you.
2: Yes, yes.
0: So happy Valentine's (laughs) Day, everybody. Love your dogs extra today. We'll be back next week, live Wednesday at 2 on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Been listening to the Dog Show with Julie Forbes Wednesday afternoons at two on Alternative Talk eleven fifty a.m. Never miss another episode. Listen to our podcast online at DogRadioShow.com or download them for free on iTunes or SoundCloud.